my podcast feed looks like with like Buddhism and then sex. Although that's exactly what I planned with. So welcome to today's episode. We're gonna do something fun today, and I know it would be very helpful for me years ago when I really needed this type of content, and I just could not find anywhere. There was only one book called "Come as You Are," and I haven't even read that yet. But I've read some few other free books that I could get, and they didn't really answer my questions of like, how do you masturbate? How do you know when you orgasm? Mm, juicy. So today, I will give you everything I've learned, and I'm not a typical person from what I've gathered in terms of achieving orgasms, but I do know all about it because I took a course. I don't know if you know this course. This sounds I've got mixed feedback from this piece of information that I tell people that is the course about female orgasm pleasure. Uh, it's called Oh My God. Oh no, OMGS dot com, and so I know everything, and I'm giving it to you for free. Well, through my perspective, of course. So let's start. First of all, I think this is just fair warning. If you don't want to have sex, just don't. Period. You don't have to to prove your love. Love has nothing to do with sex, even though you know. I mean, in long-term relationships. Actually, I take that back. In this day and age, you know, there are people who are asexual. Sex is optional in relationships, and I think it it could really make your relationship more fun. But you could just have sex and not have a relationship in this. So my point is, I make a very distinction between sex and relationship, like not even love. Okay, I'm gonna just over-explain everything now. Love is different than lust, and、um, most young people, I don't think. Although now I talk like I'm a grandma, but I'm also young. But I know the difference between love and lust now,、uh, after dating a bunch. And I have no advice. I just would suggest that you try dating <laughs> if you are interested. Of course, you're not just. It's fine being on your own. You can be in a relationship with your own, or with your family, your friends. Not required, but you you learn as you go and just have fun. Don't take relationship advice unless you're really fucking up and you keep fucking up. Then yes, maybe hire a coach. Okay, get back to masturbation. So my story was I didn't know how to masturbate. I started having sex when I was ready, of course, and I had dry humped. A lot before I actually had intercourse sex, and after a while, you know, at first it was just like you you're just getting used to it, like you're just trying to figure out what's happening. Because I know one thing that most of us don't do as women is we never look at our vagina from the angle that we should be looking at, which is get a mirror. I think lie down, or you can sit down. I think sitting would give you the And go to like look in the mirror, like just try to see, figure out what's what's down there.、Right? So first step of self pleasure is just to know yourself, and it starts literally, which is assessing the physical aspects of our body. And this process is, I wouldn't say it's fun. It's just kind of whatever. It's just so you know. I don't know if you find joy in it. Go for it. But 
the first time I did this, I was pretty impressed because I'm like, wow, there's a lot going on there. And I don't even, I had no idea what they were. So that's the next step. Uh, go on Google and look for just names. You know, what's the labia? What's the clit? The clit is not just a little thing. It's like the whole thing. And you just see the tip of an iceberg. So things like that. Just And see like the vaginal canal and what's in there, right? Just so you know. And this is a boring first step because there's no pleasure yet. <laughs> you just know. So also just in case if like someone tells you otherwise, you just say, shut up. That's my body. I've looked at it. I know what I'm talking about. So first step of the pleasure phase of this process is the lightest, you know, motions you could do to like that area. But it's not just like people say, oh, it's the clit or, you know, it's the the inside, the vaginal canal, but it's also the labia and like outside of it, even just like your body, like your thighs, inner, outer, and you know, your boobs, and your waist, just, just touch around, see what's nice, right? And then you can try tapping. And for a lot of women, uh, from the course I took women's pleasure, a lot of tabbing motions really work. Tabbing or just light, like swiping with like, I don't know, do numbers or alphabet, whatever the guys are telling themselves to do. But we just, we can try that. Keep in mind, all of these are strictly for self-pleasuring. You could experience a totally different thing if someone else is doing it for you. So ex example for me. I do find more pleasure with like hard, not hard, but like not light. Okay. Not light tapping. That doesn't do nothing for me. But when other people do it, I do feel a little something, something. Right. So that's just an example. I actually, that's not my own information. So you can't attack me with it. So just keep that in mind as you go. So you can try again with a partner or two or three. I don't know. And. Then the next step would, I think, after you try touching all the ways, you know, differently, different patterns, different paces, different intensity, like, do you press harder, press lighter, you know, hard and light, hard and light, and then move around. Maybe on the left labia, it sounds better, it feels much better than the right. Or if it's a little lower on the clit, then it's better. Or like over the hood, maybe you have to like really get in there and like get the hood out of the way and really get into the clit. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. And good news for you if you've tried all of this and it didn't work. Didn't work for me either. And so when it really started clicking for me it was actually a vibrator. And it's a bullet vibrator. It's like the smallest vibrator you could find. I think I just got the Durex one. It was cheap. I thought if it doesn't work, I didn't spend that much money. So this is a whole new ball game for me. And I started feeling like, oh, this actually, I feel more of something. I can't tell if it's pleasure yet. Oh, this is another thing is when you first start, you have no idea what you're feeling. You're like, is this it? Do I like it? I have no idea. It's like, I don't know if you experienced this with food or anything new you try. 
but you don't know how you feel, and it's okay. You know, it's the first time, and it's a new feeling. How do you decide right then and there if you like it or not? And if you do like it, to what extent do you like? Like it 50 out of 100 or, you know, it's a scale. It's not like, oh, I like it or I hate it. It's a scale. Everything is a scale. And so when I tried the little vibrator, I really liked it. And then I accidentally found out that I really liked it when I squeezed it with my thighs. So it's the movement of me squeezing my thighs together that adds to the pleasure, which is so unexpected, right? Like, what does that do? Like, I'm, it's like, imagine someone just making a fist bumps. Do I say that right? A fist bump and they feel like pleasure from it. It's like that. I'm like, why is that that I do something with my legs that make me feel good? I have no clue, but it does. And so that's when it kind of started opening up for me where I'm like, okay, so random things might work. And then the hard part is to find the combination of things that maybe on their own don't feel as good, but add it with something. It's just forking amazing. So I think that's what you're trying to look for. Bear in mind, because it's trials and errors, it's going to take a while. So as I said, it starts out with not a very fun thing to explore, which is your own body. You know, especially if you also have like image issues, then that's a whole on the ball game. You get a therapist and <laughs> I don't know, get a coach. Not, not sure. I, I think you can just DM me Ashley and I'll help you find some resources. But then I don't know. That might take maybe a couple of months for you to just be comfortable. And then, and I'm, I'm just assuming that people who are not comfortable with their bodies or with sex are not listening to this episode. So I'm not including that. I'm just assuming that you're really into sex and you love being naked and touched and feel good that you're listening to this. Okay. And so yeah, just go at your own pace and make it a, a hobby, like exploring your own pleasure. I don't think you can ever explore it all because they're so random. <laughs> There's just different combinations. Oh, at the same time, you know, like they, they said that it's true for women, especially men. It's just like you touch the pee pee and it feels good. But for women, apart from the physical aspects of touching and whatever you you what we are thinking while we're enjoying pleasure also really affects how we can enjoy ourselves so for me personally i figured that when i'm stressed i first of all if i'm really stressed any touch annoys the shit out of me when i'm just a little bit stressed or maybe a little tired i don't really feel anything even with the combination that I figured out for myself doesn't really do much for me. And when I first started out, I actually tried to think about nothing, like almost getting getting myself into a meditative brain space before I start masturbating and or during, <laughs> like when I started already touching and I noticed that I'm thinking about all these things. Obviously, I'm not feeling any pleasure, 
or if anything, not, not as much as I could. So I just like try to think about nothing and it started working. And the more I did it, the easier it got, right? For me to just now it's a default mode. When I start vibrating immediately, my brain goes into nothingness. And then after a while, it's oh, also <laughs> another element of life is that things change. And so your preferences also will change. Your body will change. The things that used to work don't work anymore. Um, so that adds to the lifelong journey of exploring your own pleasure is that you figure it out. There's more combinations that you haven't gotten to. And then by the time you do, you've already changed. So now for me, I think a little bit like a dude where I do think about porn. Now when I masturbate, wow, this is so much, too much information, but I did start uh, watching porn, which is another really interesting topic to me because I think before this relationship, I was never into porn. I watched them for education purposes, which is not the right sources for you to go to. It kind of depends on the genre, right? But if you're like on the front page of porn, you're not going to get any good realistic stuff there. Maybe if you do like homemade amateur stuff or, you know, Oh, now there's porn for women. Maybe those, maybe those will help. Actually, I really enjoy those. And I think the fact that I'm in a really good relationship makes me feel even more open to my own pleasure that I gotten more into porn. Like now when I see other people having loving moments on TV, I get horny. <laughs> and Oh, and another aspect that has nothing to do with today's topic, but very adjacent, is that I noticed with a partner, and I don't know if this also, I assume it is the same thing we're all experiencing that women, is when we have sex, uh, we're having sex with another person, and I can only speak for straight sex. I did have sex with a couple of women, but I sucked at it, so I have nothing to say. <laughs> But for men, I used to care about their pleasure that I, well, you can only think of one thing at a time if you're focusing on making them feel good, even if they're trying to make you feel good. Again, the whim, the, our brain needs to be not on them, at least my brain. So now because I'm in a secure relationship and I talk to my boyfriend openly about this is I've trained myself to think about my own pleasure when we're having sex <laughs> and I'm not thinking about his anymore because I know and he's told me either way he's enjoying it it doesn't matter if I think about if he's enjoying it he's enjoying it okay but me for myself if I'm thinking about his pleasure I'm not really enjoying it that as much as I could if I could just focus on myself so yeah, and what does that mean exactly? I want to really break this down for you because I don't want you to be like, yeah, that's just another piece of useless information. Focusing on you is you don't care anymore what's happening in the world or around you or the partner. <laughs> and you just focus on what feels good on your body, wherever they touch. And you can communicate that. You're like, oh, that feels good. Can you do that more of that? Or like, harder or softer, or, you know, slower, faster, whatever. And of course that comes with being more comfortable with your partner. And sadly, that's just not something you can get with one night stands. I know 
Bummer. Although you can, actually. If you, like, if you don't give a shit anymore. I know older women, for example, they don't care. They just want to have fun, okay? And the guy's already having fun. We all know that. They're so easy to police. It's our turn. So, the next thing I want to... Oh, because I did mention this in the beginning. So, how do you know when you orgasm? I could not find an answer five years ago. All over the internet, nobody explained it to me. The answer I usually got was, you know it when you experience it. And I think most people still think that today, especially for experienced people saying to non-experienced sex newbies. And I don't like that answer because it's not helpful. What I can tell you is, for my personal experience, I've experienced three different types of orgasms and they feel differently. And maybe some of them are not really orgasms if people really want to debate with me the physicality of how that works. And there's not a lot of information yet, even on the internet today, and I, I'm still trying to keep up with information about female orgasms, and there's not many of them out there, right? We don't know how it works. But one is that I do experience with only, sadly, the vibrators, um, just because of the speed, right? Like a human finger can never go that fast and that intensely for that long amount of time. It's a ripple effect where, so this is the, the picture I keep going back to. You feel it build up. And then this is a point that I used to hate because people said, well, when it really builds up and it's about to just flow over, you have to let it. I never let it. Or when I did, it just like, it touches the top of the wall. Like you feel like you're hitting the wall and you're supposed to like, let go, relax and let it just flow over. But it does, it never happened for me. And I was like, well, most of the time I tensed up because it feels almost uncomfortable. At that point, it's not pleasurable anymore. And then sometimes I did manage to let go and relax a hundred percent and still nothing happened. And I don't, I still, to this day, I don't know what that was about. Um, I think my body's just changed now. Back then, I think it didn't know how to orgasm, maybe. But now it does. And so it's like that for the ripple one, where I feel like it does flow over, and then it ripples over my whole body. Like, obviously, from my, I assume, my clit, like, ripple over to my whole body. And so everything gets tingly, and... You feel like a little numb afterwards, but the, the ripple feeling is the vibrating. It's just imagine the vibrator. It just starts to build and then ripple all over your body. So your whole body vibrates slowly, like from the center that is your clit. Oh, that was so hard to explain. <laughs> and that's just one. And then the second one happens in intercourse plus clitoris actions and it's just it's uh, almost the same thing where you're like hitting the wall and then instead of now flowing over i feel the wall just collapsed because the water is so strong it doesn't flow over but it knocks it down and my body does like do a thing like it it i would say it tenses up but in a good way like i feel really good afterwards and now I think my definition for my orgasms are a little loose because 
whatever I feel that has a milestone that feels good afterwards, I think it's my orgasm. But maybe it's not. Uh, I, I know for sure the first type, the ripple type, is definitely it. The second one, I would say it is for me. And uh, I would not like any debates. Because this is my body. I don't think it really matters in the grand scheme of things. As long as I'm enjoying it, right? That's my motto. If you enjoy it, it doesn't matter. And then the third one, now I'm blanking out because I'm getting this information from my past self when I explained it to my boyfriend of what kind of orgasms I get. Ooh, I remember now. This one is the squirting. And I've heard that's very rare that you squirt. And the general idea is that if you do squirt, it feels really good afterwards. And I tell you that it not necessarily feels like anything. Because I do squirt, but it doesn't really feel good after. It just feels like, yep, that just happened. And so usually, well, you're going to have to stop having sex for it to keep happening, for us to be, get done, and then you get back at it, right? So for me, it doesn't really feel that much. Of course, it doesn't feel bad or anything, but it's not like a, oh, what? I want to do that again. I, yeah, really don't care for it, and I think it, how it happened? <laughs> Who knows? It's just a good day, a good angle, all the stars aligned, I don't know. Really don't care for that to happen again. I know men love when that happens because they're like, oh, I must have done something right. Nope. Yeah. Not really. I mean, thank you, but I don't really care for it. <laughs> I like having sex with you. I don't really care about squirting. So there's that. So if you're like, oh, I want to orgasm, but I can't. A lot of people can't orgasm, sadly for us. But don't give up yet. <laughs> I don't think that's like your fate. I think it improves. And by improves, I mean it changes. <laughs> Again, like our bodies changes. And I hope that, uh, at least for me now, I'm hoping that my body doesn't change into not being able to orgasm anymore because I would miss it. Okay. But yeah, just try it out. And if you don't orgasm, so what? As long as you feel good. Who cares how good it feels? Why have a milestone for it? It's not a goal you have to hit. I mean, it could be if you like to, but as long as you're happy and you feel good being touched, good enough for me. That was, that was literally good enough for me back then when I couldn't figure out how to masturbate or orgasm. I just enjoyed touching and having sex and intimate moments. That was it. That was fine. You're fine. It's just, uh, these are just some, you know, extra information if, like, this is one of your goals is to master, not master, you can't never master the shit. But if you want to explore more, I hope that I gave you a lot of information to think about and just try it out, you know, try all the things. And if you want, like, step-by-step -step instructions, I would suggest that course and I'm not affiliated with them anyway. I don't know if they have an affiliate program. That would be kind of weird. <laughs> OMGS.com. Otherwise, I will put a link in the description that links to all of the stuff that I'm doing, including, well, this podcast. I'm also uploading on YouTube pretty much daily. And I am doing comedy, stand-up comedy. And whatever else I'm doing, I'll, it's going to be in that same link. So you can check out all the things I do. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>